Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects in the world, and that is branding both from a corporate standpoint and from a personal standpoint, because people forget that we all have personal brands too. And so what is going out there to the world about you? So please join me in welcoming Tom Briggs to our program today. Welcome, Tom. How are you? Thank you so much, Deb. It's a delight to join you for a conversation today. This is one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about and a huge differentiator in my mind. Mm -hmm. So Happy to dive into it with you. I love it. I love it. Well, you and I met um, virtually on Lunch Club. And, you know, that's to me, that's a that's a great platform for networking. I've met some absolutely fabulous people and several guests of the program. Um, so anybody who's interested in Lunch Club, let us know. We'll send you a Lunch Club invite. Um, but it's, it's virtual uh, online meetings, online networking, just one-on-one. So you really get to know a lot about somebody. And when you and I were chatting, I went, ah, you got to come on the podcast because you have such great information. So tell us a little bit about how it is that you got to where you are today. I think, you know, it's always interesting to find out how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for the opportunity. Always enjoyed writing from a very Mm -hmm. early age, you know, elementary school, middle school, really thought Mm -hmm. I might end up in journalism, Mm -hmm. um, being someone who just enjoyed writing, Mm -hmm. enjoyed the craft of communication, both written, verbal, Loved diving in, doing the mm-hmm. research, wrapping my head around new industries, new uh, things, you know, and came out of college and instead of, you know, took a right turn mm-hmm. and got a job at a design and marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here in Portland, Oregon, which is the home of a lot of creative um, shops. You know, mm-hmm. obviously people think of uh, Wide and Kennedy, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the agency that launched the Nike brand, mm-hmm. uh, but some really good creative people here in town mm-hmm. and just got drawn into that ecosystem and found that it was a really interesting place to apply the communication Mm -hmm. arts trade. Um, If I'd gone into journalism, I was looking at public relations for a while, Uh but you know, there's editors, there's, there's gatekeepers. Yeah. With PR, you don't have as much control as you'd like to have. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with advertising, you buy, you know, back when magazine spreads Mm -hmm. or, you know, column inches were a thing, Mm -hmm. you'd pay for that Mm -hmm. magazine spread and -hmm. you had unlimited creativity. Mm -hmm. You could say, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm reminded of those iconic Volkswagen ads where they had a whole page ad and to emphasize the smallness of the beetle, mm-hmm. it was that little tiny with so much white space. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love white spaces I design. Right. So mm-hmm. that's a 50,000 foot mm-hmm. view, Deb, but that's what drew me into sort of the Venn diagram mm-hmm. overlap of mm-hmm. design and marketing. I've built my career mm-hmm. right in the middle there. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of art, but it's also science, you know, mm-hmm. tying into and building compelling, right. sustainable brands, mm-hmm. it's rooted in data. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not just, you know, test the winds. Mm-hmm. Oh, this art style mm-hmm. feels good. Um, 
really with my clients, I help them dive in and root their visual identity, mm -hmm. the way and manner mm -hmm. in which they speak to the core realities of mm -hmm. who they are, who right. their values are. Mm -hmm. If they're a large corporation, mm -hmm. those are going to be their corporate values. If it's an individual, if it's mm -hmm. a coach, solopreneur, mm -hmm. consultant, it's going to be who they are right. authentically. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, that's given a really nice resonance and consistency mm -hmm. that who I am, you know, outside of nine to five hours is mm -hmm. exactly who I am when I'm working with mm -hmm. my clients, when I'm consulting mm -hmm. uh, under my brand consultancy, mm -hmm. which is Epigraph. Um, and I just find, honestly, it saves me a lot mm -hmm. of mental work because mm -hmm. I'm the same. I'm right. authentic mm -hmm. and I'm able to approach my clients authentically mm -hmm. and help them manifest mm -hmm. authenticity as right. well. Right. You know, and, and it's funny, I just realized I hadn't read your bio, but you just gave a, a, a good recap of it. You know, we see that lack of authenticity so many times, whether it's a company that says, oh, you know, we recycle, we believe in the environment, all these things. And then you find out, no, there's these horrible, awful things about them. Mm -hmm. Or obviously people, you know, I always, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm like, what is that celebrity or that sports person like in real life? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, all of these things. And you're right. It is so much easier. It's kind of like the old adage you know, tell the truth as opposed to lying, because it's easier to remember the truth than mm -hmm. to remember what the lie was. And so if you are just always who you are and, and, you know, and, and it's okay for some, some people to go, I don't like that. You know, that's fine. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting. I was talking, I met this gentleman in Walmart yesterday. It was really funny. He just, it was one, it was an elderly gentleman who wanted to chat. So I parked my cart and we chatted. Um, and he got somehow we got to talking about sports figures and and he was talking about those that he liked and those that he didn't. And he you know does not like LeBron James. He was very, you know, he said, I just I think he'd be rude in person. And he mm -hmm. said, but you know, it's really funny because that's almost kind of his persona. Right. You know, that, you know, <laughs> but then he said, I want to meet Shaq. And mm -hmm. I said, he is somebody who you get the impression from his public stance that he really is a good dude, right? You mm -hmm. know, if you had coffee with him or something, he would just be fun and it would just be crushing if he mm -hmm. was, was not like that. And, and I think yeah. we see that, you know, and, and, you know, maybe it's a business owner, you know, we're, we've read a bio about somebody and we thought this is great. And then, you know, you hear about them or you actually meet them in real life and it's very different, um, you know, or even, you know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, maybe it's the head of the chamber of commerce or, or something like that. It really is just so important to always be authentic. Yeah. You know, the most powerful question, Deb, that I've asked my clients mm -hmm. and had benefit in asking myself is why, you mm -hmm. know, why do I resonate right. with that sports figure? Mm -hmm. Why do I resonate with that celebrity? Mm -hmm. Why do I not resonate right. with that celebrity? Mm -hmm. And really tapping into, it's a nice pathway to get mm -hmm. into the core values that mm -hmm. drive us. What are those mm -hmm. non-negotiable right. things that at the end of the day, mm -hmm. okay, this is the hill I'm going to die on, you mm -hmm. know, and you can kind of choose that. And in discerning that, discerning those core values, those mm -hmm. things that, you know, probably aren't going to change, or maybe mm -hmm. they'll change and evolve a little mm -hmm. bit over the course mm -hmm. of our lives. Those become a very nice foundational thing upon which to build a brand. Mm -hmm. um, and we dived into branding. We've started throwing the word around. 
I, we should probably define it because mm-hmm. it is one right. of those Because everybody defines it differently. Mm-hmm. We put a lot on that word. You know, mm-hmm. some people, oh, it's just the logo right. or it's the colors you choose, mm-hmm. you know, and the way I like to look at it and help my clients look at it is brand is just a consistent representation of the way your organization is presented and mm-hmm. seen, uh, your product, your service, really mm-hmm. it's everything that surrounds you. It's your mystique. Mm-hmm. It's the way in which you speak. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, it's more important than ever. There's more noise than ever. There's mm-hmm. more communication going around. It's more important than ever. If you want to break through to make sure that that brand is presented mm-hmm. in a razor consistent manner, right. that you're the same across every possible touch point, which Sounds easy, but is very deceptively mm-hmm. challenging. Right. So you think about why does the iPhone feel like walking into the Mac store mm-hmm. or feel like that billboard you saw? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of time and energy that goes into building that mm-hmm. brand. And then over time, that consistency builds equity. Mm-hmm. You know, you look and see, you know, who are mm-hmm. the most valuable brands in the world right now. I just checked the rankings before we got on. It's Amazon, actually, mm-hmm. and then Apple right behind right. that. Yeah, those two just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you think about the amount of time. I mean, mm-hmm. each of those, Amazon.com mm-hmm. evokes a picture in your mind. Mm-hmm. Apple, it evokes right. a picture. Mm-hmm. And that is a manifestation of the brand. Mm-hmm. They've carved out a part, uh, a place in your in your mm-hmm. mind that is consistent so that when someone says iPhone, mm-hmm. oh, you think of innovation. You think right. of like really elegant mm-hmm. industrial design. You think of something that's become really functionally a luxury mm-hmm. brand mm-hmm. Um, because they have these beautiful glass devices that mm-hmm. everyone is always clamoring to get the next um, iteration mm-hmm. of. Right. You know, you know and the, the sad thing is, I think many people are looking for reasons to tear somebody down, um, you know, to, and, and the, if you have had that consistent, authentic brand out there, it makes it much more difficult. Um, you know, and, and you know, I remember years ago, I worked for a company and we were, and it was a, a life insurance company and we were very involved in the community. And and part of that was because they wanted that was part of their brand was just to be involved in the community and it was it was very important to them that we do that and, and you know and, and it was interesting because I ran that program I ran the philanthropic program and but you know also it was one of those things where we thought if something goes wrong we will have those people who are our supporters because of what we have done. And of course now, you know, it's called social proof and, you know, and, and, and we see that, you know, something goes wrong for, you know, good or, you know, I mean, there are, there are things that go wrong in various degrees. Right. But then what you want is you don't want to be saying, but we're this perfect company. Yada. You want everybody else to be saying, no, these are good people. You know, this was just one thing that happened to them. And I think that's something that is part of that authenticity too. You want everybody else to, to, to hold you up to those high standards and then tell them, you know, tell the world about them. Yeah, no, you bring up a great point, Deb. Brand executed well, that Mm -hmm. is from a core set of values Mm -hmm is as much as okay it will draw people in but mm-hmm. it might also steer people away mm-hmm. who don't resonate with right. those core and that's values. okay yeah mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. to say you need to take uh, there are brands that are more mm-hmm. um are more willing to take a stand and mm-hmm. there are those that are maybe less right. and 
you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it has to be, which Mm -hmm. is fine. It just has to be authentic Mm -hmm. to, you know, that brand and the way it's been, um, it's been established. Mm -hmm. You can change brand identity. Mm -hmm. You can evolve a brand. Mm -hmm. It is a slow process. Mm -hmm. So I always counsel my clients to say, lean into how you're being received. Mm -hmm. Listen to how your clients, uh, the words they're using and how they Mm -hmm. perceive you, because we can put out this picture of who we are into the marketplace, Mm -hmm. but it will be interpreted Mm -hmm. by, by the market. Marketplace. Mm-hmm. So we are, right. you know, hearing and interviewing. And you know, the first step I always do in any type of brand evaluation is let's talk to those customers who are diehard mm-hmm. fans. Let's mm-hmm. see how why they do they love you? you. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. great value in that because it might or it might not align with mm-hmm. who you believe you're putting yourself out to be mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you talk about companies that you know take a stand and and may mm-hmm. or may not be liked. I mean, one of the biggest you know, in, in recent times that, that we've all, you know, thought a lot about is Nike. Mm. You know, when, when Nike said, we're going to back Colin Kaepernick, uh, they lost a lot of money, but they also gained fans because there were people mm. who were like, yeah, we support that. And, you know, and, and, but to them, it was important to take that stand and they knew that they were going to lose support. But yeah. like we said, they thought it was important. Um, and and the, the interesting thing is, of course, that they stuck with it. They didn't go. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, you know, they they said no. This this is this is what we feel is important. Yeah. And you know, and, and I again, that's part of that being authentic. You know, how many times do we see somebody who or a company that we're going to support this? No, oh, and that's not real popular. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to support this now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and and so yeah, I mean, it's you need to you need to to be ready to take those hits. Yeah, and I would yeah, and I would argue that that was very much standing with Kaepernick was on par with mm-hmm. what Nike right. always stood yeah, for. Yeah, you didn't um, go wait a minute. This makes no sense. You went, yeah. oh, okay. They've always been mm-hmm. a little bit iconoclastic, mm-hmm. um, you know, committed to um, you know, I love their everyone is an athlete. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a body, you're an athlete. Right. Some of mm-hmm. the bold messages they put mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, I've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to work with them on a couple occasions, mm-hmm. and I always feel like I come away having had a masterclass mm-hmm. in brand craft right. because they are very good at brand. Mm-hmm. They're great storytellers, mm-hmm. um, and they're just razor mm-hmm. consistent. And you mm-hmm. can see the attention and energy and resources mm-hmm. they put after right. building that brand. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it's being so consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nike is a great example. Um, you look at what Patagonia did mm-hmm. in standing for wildlands preservation mm-hmm. and really putting their money where their mouth is mm-hmm. and becoming, I forget the entity they formed, right. but effectively, mm-hmm. you know, a nonprofit, mm-hmm. for-profit mm-hmm. organization. Um, so yeah, and I, I have I have owners ask me, do we need to be sort of an activist brand? Um, you know, it authenticity. If it resonates with who you mm-hmm. are, if right. it resonates with mm-hmm. the type of world you want to be, mm-hmm. um, humans, for better or for mm-hmm. worse, we're fundamentally tribal creatures, you know, and that dates back to the hundreds of thousands, you know, thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. of, you know, life that's brought us to this mm-hmm. point. Um, so, you know, that's that's individual discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you see you know, finding those values is a very, you know, it's a personal process. Mm-hmm. If you're a solopreneur mm-hmm. and you have a solo consultancy, it's, you know, it's a matter of diving in saying, mm-hmm. okay, what do I care about? Right. What am I invested in? Maybe mm-hmm. it's going and taking that weekend retreat, mm-hmm. doing some journaling and saying, mm-hmm. okay, what do I want mm-hmm. my coaching practice, right. my consultancy, mm-hmm. my business to be? If you are a corporation mm-hmm. or part of a board of directors, you know, there's some discernment mm-hmm. required to sort of distill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said for reading the tea leaves, 
intersecting mm-hmm. with our current cultural right. moment in history, mm-hmm. what wants to happen, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're wherever you're located mm-hmm. um, internationally, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening in your region, what's happening in your country. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to live in a world where companies and the individuals that comprise them bring their whole selves mm-hmm. to, to work. Right. You know, that just, that seems like that would be a good thing mm-hmm. to do um, where at the end of mm-hmm. the day, you know, corporations aside, we're all just humans mm-hmm. interacting with humans, you know, mm-hmm. selling and, and buying from humans. Right. You know, and, and I mentioned personal brand, you know, whether you're a solopreneur or the, the head of, you know, a, a large corporation or whatever, you know, we have to be cognizant of that too. I, I had a discussion with uh, someone that that, that um, I networked with for a while, and he uh, uh, was uh, very active. <coughs> excuse me, on various social media, primarily uh, uh, Facebook. Very political, very very political, um, and and he put that out there. You know, and and I mean, and it was to the point of if you don't support the person he supported. Or the you know the party he supported, you were an idiot. I mean, he was he was very strong in his opinions, and he asked me. He said, "What do I think about that?" And I said, "Well, that's who you are." I mean, you know, back to that authenticity. And I said, "As long as you understand that there are people who now will absolutely not do business with you simply because of that." Yeah. And I said, "But there are also people who will go, oh, I have to do business with you." You know, and, and, um, you know, and, and we see that. And, and of course the problem is when you get the wishy-washies, you know, that, 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 you know, is it Charlie Brown was Charlie Brown wishy-washy, you know, what do you stand for? I don't know, you know, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, if you're going to take a stand, then take that stand. Yeah. And I do love, I do love the concept of centrism, you know, Mm -hmm. I do, but maybe that in itself is a core value, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. but at least you're articulating Mm -hmm. it. You're saying, you know, we, if we, if you are, if you Mm -hmm. strongly at your heart, believe Mm -hmm. that your organization um, is going to be apolitical, Mm -hmm. maybe that is your core value. And you can do that. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We welcome all types. We Mm -hmm. welcome anyone regardless. Um, You'll probably want to layer on some, some caveats Mm -hmm. around that where, you know, we, don't support hateful right. messages. Yeah, or, you know, the there KKK are certain things in is not welcome here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's the beauty. And honestly, Deb, that's that's I that's what I love about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You get to create the type right. of game you want to mm-hmm. play and then invite in the type of customers, mm-hmm. collaborators, fellow mm-hmm. travelers that you know are interested and say, right. Oh, I like mm-hmm. this type of game. Mm-hmm. I want to play with you. Let's mm-hmm. let's you know go down this road together. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and of course it's important for a company that the employees know that also, you know, and, and I mean, we've all, you know, heard a lot now about how millennials, that is something that is more and more important to them. And, and so when you have your mission Mm -hmm. statement, your vision, your, whatever it is that you're putting out there, it has to be at the core of what you're doing, um, you know, and, and, and that you believe in it because you will attract employees or potential employees that buy into that or who go, nah, uh, uh, you know, not yeah, I'm yeah. I'm gonna, you know, and 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 then and then of course the important thing is once they're hired, is that still the thing? I mean, yeah. you know, and yeah. and because you don't want them to to think, okay, you know, maybe you say volunteerism is important. So we give every employee two hours a week to volunteer. And then if you never let that happen, that's bad. Um, yeah. you know, but if you say, you know what, we're actually gonna give you three, that's even better. Um, you know, and and uh, but but yeah, it's it, it, it you know, we can't say the word authentic enough, but it's also truthful, 
you know, if it you is. if you know if that's the way it is, you know, and and I mean the flip side is true also. You know, I think of like say maybe big law firms who mm. are telling people you're going to be working sixty hours a week. Okay, yeah. you know, then they're they're expecting that. Um, you know, yep. and and there are yep. certainly companies. You know, we just I I I live in the land of the big brands down here in Atlanta, and we just you know mm. had a, mm-hmm. a lot of the discussion with the UPS contracts, yeah. and you know, and and that was one of the things they were obviously talking about was hours and and things, and. Yeah. You know, and, and they, they, you know, UPS put their money where their mouth was. And yeah. now will they, you know, eventually, you know, and, and, but of course, you know, that, that is the thing about having unions, you know, they do hold their feet to the fire a little bit more, Yeah. but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting, you know, and, and, but we see that where companies say one thing and, and do the opposite. I mean, it would have been, you know, if, interesting if say Nike, Again, back to them, you know, if they had said, hey, we support Colin and then internally, if mm-hmm. they they didn't, you know, I'm I don't you know, they're, they probably did lose some employees. It wasn't certainly not enough that it ever got reported. Yeah. But if they internally had had been the opposite, then they I think they would have lost employees. Yeah. Brand absolutely maps to mm-hmm. culture, organizational mm-hmm. culture. It can't it can't not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so as much as you know, a brand tells mm-hmm. a story to the marketplace, mm-hmm. it also becomes mm-hmm. the story that an organization tells itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there's that old adage, you know, I mean, corporate culture, you know, you build the greenhouse, you till the soil, mm-hmm. but if culture is the plants that grow, mm-hmm. you can't tell those plants to grow. You can give them the proper right. environment. Mm-hmm. You can create the nutrients in mm-hmm. the soil that will grow, you know, a certain type of mm-hmm. plant. Um, but really, yeah, it comes down to mm-hmm. the type of employees mm-hmm. you attract and what gets rewarded, mm-hmm. what actually gets rewarded, mm-hmm. not right. just what you say mm-hmm. gets rewarded. Um, yeah. And there's a huge conversation mm-hmm. that happens around that. Um, the example I always find fascinating is Zappos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at what Tony built. Right. Um, obviously, his end was really tragic. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some personal demons mm-hmm. that caught up with him. Um, but you look at what Zappos was from mm-hmm. storefront one all the way up to acquisition by mm-hmm. Amazon, and they were just remarkably consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their their north star, their guiding mm-hmm. principle was we're delivering happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way in which we do that, mm-hmm. we just happen to be a retail company. Mm-hmm. But you look at how, you know, at six months after the, an employee had been hired, mm-hmm. they said, hey, we'll give you, you know, a thought, I can't remember how much it was, like $1,000 or $2,000 to walk away. Mm-hmm. If this isn't your jam, mm-hmm. if if you're not finding right. resonance with this, mm-hmm. that's just so good. It, it mm-hmm. ensured that, you know, people who were there mm-hmm. truly wanted to be right. there. You know, they doubled down on exceptional customer service. Mm-hmm. They gave every employee, you know, a license up to, I think the dollar value was $200, mm-hmm. make it right for a customer. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, right. they had people calling and mm-hmm. ordering pizzas mm-hmm. for their, through mm-hmm. their customer service. And they would send those people pizza because mm-hmm. they're like, at the end of the day, we are relentlessly and insanely mm-hmm. dedicated to customer mm-hmm. service. And it showed. And that's right. what, you know, grew them enough to be acquired mm-hmm. by, you know, a much larger mm-hmm. brand. And it gave them a, a purpose and vision mm-hmm. and a story to right. tell, um, to tell each other mm-hmm. and resonate around. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then of course, you know, when they're acquired, you know, then, it, then it gets a little tricky. You know, if you're acquired yeah. <laughs> by a company that has different values, um, you know, and, and obviously there's, there's, you know, all sorts of discussions with that because you have the companies, you know, through, through M&A 
who still, you know, just let them be themselves. You know, they were a really good company. Therefore, we're going to let them continue doing that. Or there's the, hey, we're going to really pull you into our family, Um, you know, and and, uh, so and and then things change. And you even see that when you change senior management, um, you know, and and, but that, again, is where it's so important that you have had that structure where you're only, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, we're talking about employees, same thing goes, you know, if you're interviewing a new CEO, CMO, C whatever, they should know. This is what this company stands for. If I don't believe in that and can't support it, then I should not be applying to work there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You see uh, in my industry, um, ad and marketing agencies, mm-hmm. you know, there are the big monoliths mm-hmm. that come along and they right. find some little startup that has mm-hmm. the secret sauce, whether mm-hmm. that's um, AI driven analytics mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. some really special sauce around mm-hmm. social media right. or video production. Mm-hmm. And they just say, okay, well, if we acquire this small mm-hmm. agency, we're going to get, mm-hmm. yes, their IP, right. but also their people. And maybe mm-hmm. we'll be able to ingest some of that, you know, magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more often than not, you see, they just, you know, diffuse into mm-hmm. the, the mega model. Right. They just kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mergers are tough. You know, mm-hmm. and merging cultures is one mm-hmm. of the hardest things oh, I yeah. think to do in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, somehow, I've been through that. Like, oof, yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 and especially when the culture is changing, you know, mm-hmm. if, good or bad. I mean, it's just, but that's the way we've always done it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, you know, I, and it's, it's scary, but that's where communication comes in. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to be saying, okay, you know, yes, we know that, you know, before you were allowed to have two hours a week to volunteer, we're not yeah. going to do that, but we will do this, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and I've talked about it before, anytime you don't tell people, you know, and you leave that gap. We fill it in, we make it up Um, and we never make it up right. You know, that wouldn't be any fun, but usually we also make it up in, in a bad way. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not telling us this because we're all going to be laid off or, you know, all of those various things. And, and so, you know, and, and actually that communication should be part of your brand, right? That we are always open with our employees and we let them know what's going on, Um, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, it's just a, a part of that. Humans will always be two things, um, storytelling creatures Mm -hmm. and pattern recognition. So you put those together Mm -hmm. in the absence of a story Mm -hmm. or in absence Mm of a, you know, a compelling narrative, Mm -hmm. um, one will emerge. And if you're in leadership or heading an organization, Mm -hmm. it may not be the story that you Mm -hmm. want, um, to, to tell and share, Mm -hmm. um, either internally or out to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. You know, and, and. You know, it's it really is simple to to it, we it, the way we talk about it. It seems simple. Of course, it's <laughs> simple not. but not easy. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, and 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 especially if you are a big organization, um, but because there are there's just so many different levels and layers, and maybe you have investors or shareholders or you know all of those above, and and it, yeah. and it does get complicated. But that's where you know at the start when you when you set those foundations, mm-hmm. you know, then they they just grow with you. Yeah. But you know there are so many companies that really don't have a brand. You know and yeah. and I mean like I'm the the ones that always you know amaze me are like some of the the big insurance companies 
who you're never quite sure who the commercial is for because you know it's they're they're being cute they're you know all of these various things um geico i think was one of the ones that you know always you know we had the caveman we had the gecko we had all of these things and it was like okay that's no, that's not telling me what you do. You know, I would, I would rather, you know, maybe it's a boring commercial, but I would rather know what you do rather than we've got cavemen. Yeah. It's an interesting, yeah. And this is where we get to commodities. I Mm -hmm. mean, fundamentally insurance is a commodity. Right. So you're trying to do something to get people interested. Exactly. So you see that insurance, you see Mm -hmm. it in coffee, you Mm -hmm. see it in, you know, if there is something that is truly commoditized, Mm -hmm. it leaves room to, yeah, tell a story Mm -hmm. and differentiate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you see Geico, um, you know, creating the gecko, experimenting Mm -hmm. with the cavemen Mm -hmm. and look at how it's, it's stuck in our minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And granted, we're in a different media marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, who sits and watches Mm -hmm. even a 30 second commercial anymore? Um, yeah, but that's still, what the DVR is for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But still, more than ever, you know, um, there's room for consistency mm-hmm. um, and getting down to tactics. You know, one of the things I find great value in is a brand standards guide mm-hmm. that has everything from mm-hmm. the fundamental. Yes, it's for the design mm-hmm. team where it shows yes. the logo. Your logo is always this color. It's it always has the proper yeah. colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. then from the narrative side, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy uh, articulating the values. Mm-hmm. What are the five values of the mm-hmm. brand? What mm-hmm. do those mean? Right. Um, if the brand has a voice, what mm-hmm. does the brand sound mm-hmm. like? Is it playful? Mm-hmm. Is it serious? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what kind of helps differentiate? Mm-hmm. One of the things I've had really great success with is building out a target mm-hmm. customer persona. Mm-hmm. So moving away from the you know female thirty five, right. thirty five to, to fifty five. Yeah, you let's know. name her. You mm-hmm. know, let's let's mm-hmm. create Jane. Right. Jane is a thirty mm-hmm. five year old young mom, mm-hmm. and then finding affiliate brands. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Jane um, doesn't wear Nike. Jane mm-hmm. wears Athleta. Mm-hmm. Jane doesn't get Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. She grabs her Starbucks. Right. Um, Jane drives a Lexus, mm-hmm. not a Toyota mm-hmm. or a Hyundai, mm-hmm. and really through that, you know, you map out that psychographic mm-hmm. um, sphere of mm-hmm. complementary brands, you can start to say, okay, for someone who looks and thinks like this, mm-hmm. here's the way that we would be. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for us right. to appear to mm-hmm. her and she would find resonance. He mm-hmm. would find resonance. They would find mm-hmm. resonance. Um, and I've built everything from one mm-hmm. to three to five, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you know, do a little research. You'll find right. who whoever you are, a mm-hmm. single service provider, large mm-hmm. corporation, who those target mm-hmm. audiences right. are, who can steer your success. Yeah. And ultimately you're saving money because you're not advertising to the world. You know, I, I always get a kick out of it when I'm watching TV or, you know, mm-hmm. reading a magazine, like a real magazine. Um, yeah. And, you know, but, but TV, especially when an ad will come on and I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you know, like say you're watching like criminal minds, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. that's got a pretty specific demographic who's going to be watching that and a kid's serial commercial will come on i'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh you know and so you know first of all you don't have kids what you shouldn't hopefully have kids watching something like that um poor little buggers are going to have nightmares um but you know, now you might be, you might have parents obviously who are watching Mm -hmm. it but Mm -hmm. you know it's they're they're not doing that and and so you you wasted your money 
by yeah. by running that ad then and and that's unfortunately where somebody talked him into it or you know they said you know hey put us in wherever um mm-hmm. i remember years ago i worked for the american cancer society and and i mm-hmm. i managed their communications and and so that meant that i worked with the the tv stations that were there and and this was in denver and we were doing a whole campaign on the importance of mammograms for new mothers that's pretty mm-hmm. specific right yeah. um and so this was a point in time where tv stations had to give a certain number of ads to nonprofits. And we had fabulous relationships with the, the stations, you know, and, and uh, so I had one that said, we're going to run these at 6 PM. Cause mm-hmm. that's when all we've got all these eyeballs. I said, no. And they went, well, why not? I said, because a, a, a new mother is busy at 6 PM. She's not sitting there watching TV. She's fixing dinner. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's helping homework. I mean, all of this stuff. She is not paying attention. Yeah. And so we ended up running the the campaign after midnight. Hmm. And everybody just thought we were nuts. We had a huge response rate because that was when they were up and just yeah. sitting watching TV. You know, and and so it, it but yeah, it seemed really stupid. It's like, no, these are new mothers. They're really tired. Well, yeah, they're up nursing. I mean, you know, all these various things. And so it's yeah. it's you know, once you know that persona, then you can best spend your money. You can, you know, figure out, okay, well, how are we going to reach them? Maybe pop-ups are, you know, the things yeah. you're going to go to a soccer tournament and, and, you know, give everybody juice. And I mean, all those things, I mean, yeah. you're going to know exactly how to reach them and yeah. you're not, you know, people of course are always saying, but I'm missing people. I'm missing people. Well, you could be, but you still want to have the right people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you can kind of get those extras in every once in a while. But yeah, if you don't know who your 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 persona is, you really need to sit down and figure that out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And where I've seen it be exceptionally useful is in earned media in particular. Mm-hmm. So especially on social media, mm-hmm. if you know who you are and right. what you stand for, mm-hmm. how many times have you, you know, thought, gosh, what am I going to post on mm-hmm. Facebook, LinkedIn? Right. X, Twitter, mm-hmm. whatever this week. If you know who you are and what you mm-hmm. stand for, it starts to give you right. a voice. Mm-hmm. It starts to give you, oh, mm-hmm. we resonate with that holiday mm-hmm. because X or mm-hmm. Y. And oh, this news story mm-hmm. makes sense for us mm-hmm. and the people who are like us, right. our tribe, mm-hmm. because of this. Mm-hmm. And it really starts to fill your content mm-hmm. calendar. It gives you a purpose mm-hmm. rather than just kind of spouting right. inconsistent, uh, you know, just, mm-hmm. just things that are sort of off, you know, maybe off the map mm-hmm. in terms of what you stand for, it brings a really nice consistency and coherency. Mm -hmm. So when someone comes to the American Cancer Society Mm -hmm. or Nike Mm -hmm. or Black Rifle Coffee, Mm -hmm. you know what you're going to get in terms of hearing from that brand because that brand is functionally, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I look back to 2011 and the Citizens United Mm -hmm. (laughs) decision by the U.S. Supreme Court that Mm -hmm. said, corporations are people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if corporations are people, they're going to walk and Mm -hmm. talk and act and have Mm -hmm. personalities like, uh, like individuals. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a really interesting time Mm -hmm. to be in brand because of all of that, you Mm -hmm. know, there's more room than ever before Mm -hmm. for brands and brand strategists Mm -hmm. to help brands 
talk and engage. Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. Park Service has a great uh, social media feed, mm -hmm. and you know it's just really interesting mm -hmm. facts about our national parks. Mm -hmm. This is in the United States, but just really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's engaging. Right. It's sort of sciencey, mm -hmm. but not overly sciencey. Mm -hmm. They did a really nice job of of tacking mm -hmm. to that consistent North Star mm -hmm. of you know I bet I haven't seen their brand standards, but I bet it's something like celebrate the natural mm -hmm. beauty and magic of um, our national mm -hmm. forests right. or you know our national parks. Mm -hmm. I bet something like that um, is in there, and it shines mm -hmm. through. It shines right. through in the way they speak. Mm -hmm. It shines through in the type of posts mm -hmm. they do, in their photographic style, mm -hmm. in their voice. Right. Um, I mean, and that's where you see it waterfall mm -hmm. to design decisions. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, I always know something is going off the rails with the client if the conversation devolves to, oh, I don't like that photo, or mm -hmm. why did you choose that color? Mm -hmm. um, it means I haven't done my job mm -hmm. in mapping it back to saying, mm -hmm. well, you're in financial mm -hmm. services, for instance. So, you know, we're using a really neutral colorway mm -hmm. where lots of greens and right. browns, you know, I mean, you're not going to use reds or mm -hmm. bold colors mm -hmm. if you're in financial right. services. Mm -hmm. It just signals mm -hmm. not good things. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, yeah. Right. Tangent. Well, and then of course it gets confusing when you're dealing with other countries and other cultures, yes. um, you know, and, and because you know, things like color, I mean, you know, here green is, mm -hmm. you know, money, obviously, you know, but it's also environmental, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and now in this day and age, you see a green cross and, you know, oh, they sell a cannabis product. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. And but but, you know, in, in other countries, they might look at green and go, oh, that's not no, we don't like green or, yeah. you know, it, it means something different. You yeah. know, and so you know, it, it is confusing when you are yeah. that business owner, especially if you have an international audience or, or market. Figure those things out, uh, you know, and and um, or at least keep them in mind to know, mm -hmm. OK, Green might not go over here, so we're just going to downplay it. It's not going to be the background or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, internationally, looking at international, yeah, specific mm -hmm. cultures, specific, specific national identity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, any good brand strategist mm -hmm. will necessarily read sort of, yeah, global macro mm -hmm. trends, but also, mm -hmm. yeah, international trends, mm -hmm. subculture trends, mm -hmm. um, trends in music, trends mm -hmm. in language, trends mm -hmm. in youth. Um, I mean, you can deep, deep dive on mm -hmm. all the current um, things that are steering sort of the global consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the narrative AI, you mm -hmm. can't go out and read any article now mm -hmm. about AI and how AI is going to be transformative mm -hmm. for everything, which it will. It's very mm -hmm. much um, peak hype cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, things like that, you know, there's, there's so mm -hmm. much to tap into, um, in making a brand, mm -hmm. um, you know, relevant, but also, you know, mm -hmm. I always push my clients to, okay, where's the timelessness of mm -hmm. this? You know, yeah, we can sort of capitalize mm -hmm. of this moment. Um, but particularly in working with, um, startups, mm -hmm. you know, I always ask them, okay, are there, is there, are there a core of things that will mm -hmm. be true about you? Um, that are going to be true at, you mm -hmm. know, 10 million, right. hundred million, like as you scale, mm -hmm. what's going to remain the same, mm -hmm. even if you have to pivot, maybe change your service mm -hmm. offering, maybe change your product. Are there non-negotiables mm -hmm. that you can hang your hat on mm -hmm. that you can say, okay, we will always be about this mm -hmm. regardless of what evolutions mm -hmm. we go through. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm sure people are going is this is hard. This is, you know, <laughs> if. so 
you know, when somebody, you know, comes to you and says, okay, Tom, we're lost. You know, we've got this and this and this, our website looks like this, our social media looks like this, never does anything meet, you know, all of those. So kind of walk us through the process. Yeah, yeah. No, good question. So particularly with an established entity, something mm-hmm. that, you know, they have elements in the market, we get a snapshot. Let's mm-hmm. get all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll find our conference room with whiteboards. Mm-hmm. Let's put all of our ways of right. being seen up on the wall mm-hmm. and kind of look at, are we seeing common threads? Mm-hmm. What resonates? Mm-hmm. Um, what maybe is still true? Are there elements where maybe we've gotten off course? Mm-hmm. Maybe this this part of our website mm-hmm. isn't really resonant right. and we need to um, pare back a little mm-hmm. bit to who we genuinely are. Um, like I mentioned before, talking to those triple A tier one customers mm-hmm. and hearing what they're saying about mm-hmm. you, what resonates with them? What, how are they seeing mm-hmm. you? What do they love about you? Mm-hmm. What could they maybe, you know, uh, pass on mm-hmm. as far as you're concerned mm-hmm. and really using that to build sort of those core principles mm-hmm. of here's who we are. Mm-hmm. Here's the North stars that we're going to be tacking after, you know, for the next few years, Mm -hmm. you know, and then getting down to, okay, let's articulate those core values, Mm -hmm. you know, three to five, Mm -hmm. one words um, that say who we are and what we stand for. And maybe a one sentence explanation Mm -hmm. underneath each of those that says, this is why we care about um, things like, you know, curiosity Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, equity or Mm -hmm. value or authenticity, kind of taking those and really teasing them out. I really like to limit it to no more than five because mm-hmm. it really forces. Right. And it, when you diffuse it with that many, then, then you're back exactly. to wanting to please everybody as opposed to yep. pleasing who you should. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, building those target customer personas, mm-hmm. you know, really making that person an individual mm-hmm. going as far as finding like a stock picture mm-hmm. that says, okay, this person represents right. our target customer and stick and it on your that. computer monitor so that you exactly. are writing for them. Yep. Yep. And then capturing that in a really nice brand standards mm-hmm. guide. That's mm-hmm. a document that can provide a really mm-hmm. nice touchstone. Um, it can grow and evolve over mm-hmm. time as you go into new markets, mm-hmm. right. as you develop a deeper awareness mm-hmm. of, oh, wow, here's here's who we are. We didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't really thought about mm-hmm. this before. Um, you know, I've seen those be as short as 10 pages, mm-hmm. as long as a couple hundred. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And then you really start to get into, and then that becomes a nice document where you put it on the company intro. Mm-hmm. Net. Um, if you're a really small team, you just use it as a touchstone. Mm-hmm. When you're onboarding new employees, mm-hmm. um, use that as part of the training mm-hmm. process where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, welcome. You know, wanted to give you a, a mm-hmm. snapshot of who we are and mm-hmm. what we stand for and the way right. in which we talk. Yeah. Right. So that leads me to the question Epigraph. That's your yeah. company name. Mm-hmm. What is its brand? Because it's, you're not saying, we're the leaders in branding or anything, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you, you know, so if somebody said, what is Epigraph yeah. and how did you come up with the name? I mean, you know, that's to, to me, that's always interesting. Yeah. So an epigraph um, is that bit of, uh, it's a quote that comes at the start mm-hmm. of a book where okay. it's a bit of a recognition in saying, mm-hmm. we stand on the shoulders of giants who've gone before mm-hmm. us. You know, there's mm-hmm. been lots of thinking. Mm-hmm. So that short quote mm-hmm. sets up the novel thinking mm-hmm. that's to come in the book you're reading. So mm-hmm. it says, you know, remember this bit from the past. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've spent a lot of time in disruptive and disrupted industries where mm-hmm. it all feels very, very mm-hmm. new. It feels like there's no guardrails, right. there's no sandbox. Mm-hmm. So what I found, Deb, was in those spaces, it's nice to draw upon lessons of the past mm-hmm. because it gives you a little bit right. of a framework. It mm-hmm. gives you assurance. And the more I looked back at that, this became really profound to me during mm-hmm. the last, you know, the global pandemic mm-hmm. where it was like, okay. There have been global pandemics in the mm-hmm. past. You know, we've seen the Spanish flu. We've seen some really awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic was terrible, mm-hmm. but, you know, it helped. It wasn't quite as bad as some. Mm-hmm. We've seen some really, really awful stuff mm-hmm. in the past. So you look at some of the lessons learned mm-hmm. and you can look at everything from philosophy to psychology mm-hmm. to sociology. Mm-hmm. The more humans change the more we stay the same. Mm-hmm. You know, there are those deep things that are rooted in our biology, mm-hmm. in our physiology, in our neurobiology mm-hmm. that we just are this way. Right. Mm-hmm. So why not stand on the shoulders, you know, learn from lessons of mm-hmm. the past right. and apply them mm-hmm. as we look to mm-hmm. sort of the new disruptive mm-hmm. industries and just, you know, also the traditional mm-hmm. industries of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be smarter. Let's mm-hmm. tap into this human collective of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's a long description, you know, epigraph, is a reminder Mm -hmm. to draw upon the lessons of the past Mm -hmm. as we bring strategic recommendations Mm -hmm. around marketing, Mm -hmm. branding, design. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been really fortunate in my career to work the entire marketing stack, Mm -hmm. you know, the funnel, if you Mm -hmm. know the funnel Mm -hmm. model of customer acquisition to Mm -hmm. retention. Um, I had a great opportunity to work all that. Epigraph is a collective. So Mm -hmm. I have people around the world Mm -hmm. that I rely upon who are specialists in different Mm -hmm. areas so that when a project comes in, Mm -hmm. you know, we can spin up a small, bring in just the right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of them are out, they have their own things. So as they're, Mm -hmm. as we're not working together, they're out learning Mm -hmm. and growing and gaining Mm -hmm. knowledge. Uh, But I've pre-validated and vetted them Mm -hmm. so that I know, you know, if an opportunity comes Mm -hmm. in and they're available, they're going to do great Mm -hmm. job, bring Mm -hmm. great insights. I've honestly seen great value in collaborating mm-hmm. outside of my lane. Mm-hmm. I love cross-pollination between mm-hmm. industries, mm-hmm. between disciplines. I get so much out of chatting with people who maybe aren't in marketing, mm-hmm. aren't in branding, mm-hmm. kind of looking at different mm-hmm. worlds of business, whether that's finance, um, looking at innovations in mm-hmm. science, computer programming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just it's a fascinating mm-hmm. world. So to draw upon, you know, all the knowledge that we're discovering mm-hmm. as a human species, a mm-hmm. human collective is just so I find it so inspiring. Right, right. You know, and I want to go back to we were talking at the start about personal branding. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 that you should be the same when you're at home as at work. You know, and and all of these things. And we were talking before the program about Zoom. You know, we live mm-hmm. on Zoom now, right? And you know how people, even after all this time, so three plus years still don't get it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Their their camera is looking in the wrong spot or not set up right. Um, you know, their background is maybe cluttered. I mean, you know, how many times have we been going, ooh, what books are they reading? Right. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and and uh, I was uh, a friend of mine said, you know, she uh, her home office was her bedroom. She just didn't have any other place to do it. And yeah. she said, you know, she never really thought about it. Until somebody said, I really like that bedspread. Where did you buy it? Now, she <laughs> said, at least my bed was made, um, you know, and, and, and all of those things. But she said, it never dawned on me 
that people were looking back there. Um, and so that is part of your personal brand, uh, you know, and, and so what are people seeing? Um, you know, you and I, when we were talking on Lunch Club, I think we talked about the fact that I'm a big University of Colorado person. Hmm. And, you know, we now have this new football coach, you know, people, people know him by a variety of names, but his real name is Dion Sanders. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I remember one of his first team meetings, actually it was, it was his first team meeting. He told, you know, the, these young men, he said, we will have a dress code. And he said, and when you walk out your door, you are not representing the football team. You're representing the entire university. And he said, and if you don't like it, then, you know, we have a a problem. And, you know, and, and, but I think, you know, obviously that was very important because he was saying part of our brand, you know, so our brand is that these young men look professional. They're, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're acting professional. One of the other things he told them is, you know, you all will sit in the front rows of your classes and we will monitor it. And he said, and you will participate. And he said, because part of it is you are student athletes and you are here to learn. And, and he said, and for those of you who don't like it, we will be happy to help you go elsewhere. And, and he has, I mean, they've, they've had a huge turnover as a lot of people know, but at the same point, I think companies, you know, are setting those. So those, you know, those young men, were part of their personal brand, you know, what, if it was not before they were going to have to learn. Okay. It's that I participate in class. I always look and act professional, you know, all of these things. And we certainly see that with companies where somebody, you know, somebody gets a DUI or something and, and they get fired, um, you know, because that's not part of, of what the company represents. And so, you know, it, it is, it's the, your personal brand ties in with your professional business brand and again, companies just have to let their employees know what that is. Um, you know, many years ago, when I was working for the American Cancer Society, we had this this one young woman, and she was young, you know, and, and oh, she was pretty, and she was, you know, uh, very very outgoing. I mean, just one of these, and 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 she dressed a little risque, especially for an office environment. And so somebody went to her, you know, one of our lovely HR people, and said this is not acceptable. Your skirts need to be longer. And, you know, they kind of went through these things. And now this young woman was also very smart. And she said, you tell me where in the employee handbook, it says this. (laughs) And of course it didn't. Um, And so then of course we all, you know, it was almost like we were in Catholic girls school and they wanted to measure our skirts, but um, you know, it was, they, they, you know, if, if, and basically she was saying, I'm fine to do that, but it has to apply to everybody. Um, you know, and, and that is one of the things when you are a company, if you're saying, okay, you know, this is, this is part of our brand is that you always look professional or, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things, then it does have to apply to everybody. And back to what I was saying before, it has to be communicated. You know, she was very right. They could not penalize her for how she dressed because nobody had told her she couldn't, or nobody had told anyone that, that we couldn't. So, you know, it's, it's very important, but it's, you know, companies do need to think about that. Um, you know, people, they're like, but you know, like with, with the football team, well, they're there to play football. No, they're there to be students. Um, yeah. You know, now you do have your outstanding athletes that really are there just to, to play for a couple of years, but um, you know, and, and so it's, it's communicating that with, you know, what is our brand? What are we representing? 
And therefore, as an employee, this is what you, you know, you are, you are our brand representatives. Yeah. 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 Now, now you're tapping into uh, leadership, which mm-hmm. is another right. one of my huge passions. Mm-hmm. And I love a good sports story and sports mm-hmm. analogy. It reminds me of um, John Wooden, um, the mm-hmm. legendary oh, yeah. UCLA coach. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you've heard the story about when new players, uh, when they'd come in, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing they would always do was, we're going to teach you to tie your shoes. Mm-hmm. You think like, oh, tie my shoes. But I've been tying my shoes. Since I was since, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But it's like his reasoning was if you don't properly tie your shoes, properly mm-hmm. tying your shoes, you know, mm-hmm. make sure that you have mm-hmm. proper grip on the floor. Right. Prevents mm-hmm. blisters. You know, it's mm-hmm. the little things mm-hmm. that cumulatively mm-hmm. make the season. Mm-hmm. So if we take care of those base things mm-hmm. in our attire, mm-hmm. in our, in our, you know, athletic mm-hmm. kit. That enables mm-hmm. us to, you know, we've checked that box. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a good right. foundation upon which to perform mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and and personal brand is very subjective, mm-hmm. and really, it's something that you know has to be. We mm-hmm. have to discern. Um, maybe that young woman who was presenting herself mm-hmm. in a way that maybe was mm-hmm. atypical. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she was trying mm-hmm. to stand out in a very bland corporate culture, right. or mm-hmm. you know, it, as long as there's a why and mm-hmm. a reason and a basis mm-hmm. and intent behind right. it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's what really. I guess that's just something we mm-hmm. keep coming back to. As long as there's a rationale, mm-hmm. and um, you ask, there's the old mm-hmm. Simon Sinek. You know, mm-hmm. ask the five whys. Right. Like, ask why, then mm-hmm. ask why again, then ask mm-hmm. why again, and mm-hmm. really get to. Mm-hmm underlying motivations right. of okay mm-hmm. who you know if it, if it mm-hmm. is personal brand who do i want to be in mm-hmm. my career where mm-hmm. do i want to go right. what types of organizations mm-hmm. do i want to work with who are the five people i'm going to hang out with exactly mm-hmm. yeah and really getting underneath that so much of this um you know it's it's so easy just to coast through life but mm-hmm. even just kind of pumping the brakes a little mm-hmm. bit and saying okay i'm going to examine mm-hmm. myself examine my mm-hmm. motivations um i'm a huge fan of self assessments you know mm-hmm. from the myers briggs to the mm-hmm. strengths finder to the fyro b mm-hmm. um they're just such a nice way mm-hmm. to dive in and unpack you know mm-hmm. who we are so right. as you look to build that personal brand mm-hmm. you can really um align it with mm-hmm. how you are you know mm-hmm. how we are all each individually mm-hmm. uniquely wired to be this you know one of a kind mm-hmm. you know organization of mm-hmm. cells and dna that never has before mm-hmm. existed and never will again right right you know and and i mean there i love it when companies really embrace that um mm-hmm. you know there's a, a food company in colorado a restaurant chain called Tokyo Joe's. I love Tokyo Joe's. Um, and they don't have them here in the South. I always have to, to go have Tokyo Joe's when we're back in Colorado. But they embrace, like heavy embrace, body art and body jewelry. You know, and, and so, um, you know, now I have some ink, um, which, you know, some people are like, you know, but I'm like, whatever. Um, but you go in, oh, you know, they know, you know, these, these are kids that are covered head to toe and they've got, you know, everything, but that that's part of, that is part of their culture. You know, they're just mm-hmm. edgy and they're going to, to have that. And that appeals to these, these usually, you know, youngsters. Um, I say youngsters because, you know, they're in their twenties and maybe thirties, but you know, teen, teens and twenties, but mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, but that is just who they are, you know, yeah. but 
their their core is still we provide really good food um and uh, so and they do i mean you know like i said we always go back to to tokyo joe's when we're back in colorado because it is good food but yeah. but yeah you know it's just it's it's a little bit and and um and it's interesting like is that food good because those you know those right. people are bought in they're like mm-hmm. man i get to work with mm-hmm. people who are yeah. into like i don't me, have to yeah i don't have to wear like a, a collar and take my jewelry yeah. out and mm-hmm. Yeah. How much, mm-hmm. I mean, how much of that is just operating mm-hmm. from a place where, yeah, they feel genuinely right. accepted. Mm-hmm. They're alongside right. coworkers mm-hmm. who clearly mm-hmm. at a minimum share that, mm-hmm. you know, interest in, in right. body art mm-hmm. and adornment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I love that. It's a great mm-hmm. example. Right. Well, see, when you're in Colorado, you have to go to Tokyo. I know. Jones. I want to go. Yeah. I want to yeah. go visit it. Yeah. yeah I totally. know. But and like I said, it has really good food. Well, oh my gosh, Tom, this has been absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And, and, you know, like I said, this is, is one of my favorite subjects because I think it is so important and you know, so we'll we'll have you on again because we need to to reinforce this as much as we can to folks. But how do they find you and connect with you? And then what are the services that you provide? Absolutely. Hello, like hi, epigraph, E-P-I-G-R-A-P-H dot com. You can uh, find our website from there, link to all the socials. Um, we're out there posting, creating content and videos when it's relevant and when we have something compelling to say. Uh, Find me on LinkedIn, Tom Briggs. Always love connecting with other uh, genuine, wholehearted, interesting people. I'm on there a lot. So if any of your listeners, you know, regardless of where they're at in the world, Mm want to reach out and and ping and say hi, I'm always open for a connection. I I believe in a broad Mm -hmm. network of, you know, especially with Mm like-minded individuals. Um, And in this level, if this level of brand strategy, brand business is is interesting. Yeah. Invite them to reach mm-hmm. out. My specialties, epigraph specialties, brand consulting, um, you know, my background working with high-tech industries, mm-hmm. I'm good at taking really deep technical information and distilling it down to, okay, what does that mean for mm-hmm. the average human? Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing those collaborative working sessions mm-hmm. where if a company is looking to sort of reimagine if they're struggling with, maybe they have a new breakout product mm-hmm. that there's not really any precedent mm-hmm. in the marketplace and they're trying to define, okay, what are we offering mm-hmm. and really who who are those individuals? You know, how do we through mm-hmm. blue ocean strategy carve out that really unique mm-hmm. niche place in the right. marketplace where we're not going head to head? You know, we can be unique, speak with that unique mm-hmm. voice. Um, you know, myself and then my network of collaborators mm-hmm. um, can do everything from design, uh, social strategy, animations, pretty much draw upon mm-hmm. all the uh, resources at mm-hmm. hand um, to help make that impact. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes in marketing and accomplishing things, it means going where uh, all the noise isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you take email as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, when once us marketers found email newsletters and email communication, like, you kind of trampled that mm-hmm. to the ground. Um, so everyone is over here, which means mm-hmm. honestly, things like direct mail, right. let's um, mail something well to done. somebody, getting mm-hmm. something physical mm-hmm. in a world of digital can mm-hmm. be very impactful. Mm-hmm. If it is deeply considered and right. well done, mm-hmm. I was chatting with uh, you know a direct marketer who's been in the industry thirty years. Mm-hmm. He has this classic tactic where he took a short piece of uh, lumber, a two by four, mm-hmm. and branded it with images and words, mm-hmm. and like put a dashed line on that, and that was the 
cut off and mail back, you know, return card. Mm-hmm. I love that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, really making that lasting, you know, mm-hmm. significant impact, which mm-hmm. is, you know, rooted in who are we? Right. What do we stand for? Mm-hmm. What's our unique place mm-hmm. in the marketplace? Doing that work mm-hmm. first and figuring out strategy mm-hmm. is what allows you to identify those mm-hmm. novel tactics that will get you more bang mm-hmm. for your marketing and promotions mm-hmm. dollar and really make you stand out in a marketplace that frankly isn't going to get any mm-hmm. quieter. Um, you know, you look at AI content mm-hmm. generation and just mm-hmm. all the content being produced, mm-hmm. it's only going to get louder mm-hmm. as humans, you know, mm-hmm. as bots join in with humans talking. Mm-hmm. So there has never been a better time to double down mm-hmm. and make the investment in building a unique, mm-hmm. differentiated, and clearly articulated brand mm-hmm. that is razor consistent across right. every possible mm-hmm. channel. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, like I said, we'll we'll have you on again because this is such a great discussion. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Absolutely. The one takeaway, authentically map your personal values to an organizational brand. That is what will enable an unfair advantage in a highly competitive and overcommunicated global marketplace. Cool. I love it. Short, sweet, and very good. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Tom Briggs of Epigraph. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.